This episode of Dinners on Me was recorded on June 22nd, 2023. Hi, it's Jesse. Today on the show, you know her from Orange is the New Black, Mrs. America, and Clyde's on Broadway. It's Uzo Aduba. We'll get into growing up in a Nigerian household in the suburbs of Boston, being in awe of Kate Blanchett, as I am as well, and what it was like to be in one of Netflix's first hits as a streamer. House of Cards hadn't even come out yet, so like I would tell my friends, I think it's a web series, and they're like, a web series? This is Dinners on Me, and I'm your host, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. So I was aware of Uzo Aduba through a few friends of mine who had worked with her on stage in and around New York. And I remember her name because, I mean, well, Uzo is a hard name to forget, but also because there was this common thread amongst everyone that worked with her. She was not only one of the most kind and generous actors working, but she was also one of the most talented. I, of course, became more aware of her at the same time the rest of the world did when I fell in love with Suzanne Warren, also known as Crazy Eyes, the character she created on the breakout hit Orange is a New Black. I always loved running into Uzo at these fancy Hollywood parties because even though we had never worked together, it always felt like we had this secret connection in our love for musical theater and our shared mutual friends back home on the East Coast. Knowing that Uzo had just announced her first pregnancy, congratulations, Uzo, I was especially eager to sit down and catch up with her over a meal in our neighborhood. Hello, entrance applause. (laughs) So I asked Uzo to join me at the front yard in North Hollywood. With a baby on the way, I know Uzo is being super thoughtful about what she's eating, and I thought the front yard would be a perfect place because they have almost every dietary need covered. They have great vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free options, and also some great mocktails. So, yeah, let's get to the conversation. How's it go? So you just had a you had a big announcement. Yeah, it's like wild. Like I'm like. Gonna be a mom. I know. It's crazy. What are you anticipating with this new chapter? Well, and that's what I, I came here today. I was like, I am gonna add, like, pick Jesse's brain. Oh, do it. About, like, parenting. I don't know what it felt like for you on your first, but it was like, in my mind, like, we set up a bassinet, for example, mm-hmm. in our bedroom. And I look at it, and I'm always, like, saying to Robert, my husband, I'm like, baby, a, like, Baby yeah. is going yeah. to be in that. Like, that's not decorative. Mm-hmm. That's like... Oh, when that stuff starts coming into the house, it becomes very real. Really? Yeah. I know something about babies because I babysat, mm-hmm. but I also it's don't so different. know anything about yeah. babies. Yeah, I mean, same with me. I mean, I was... I took care of kids. Like, that was my job when I was struggling as an actor. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was a nanny. Yeah. A manny. Manny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I thought, like, oh, well, th- this will, like, certainly, like, lay the groundwork for me being a, a great parent. It's obviously so different. Mm. Your heart just cracks open in a way. That's what really surprised me. And everyone always says this. And it's so cliche, but it's like your heart living outside of your body. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that and real? Like, oh, that's, like, a real thing. But, like, it's also not a describable thing. Mm. Like, I, people say that, and I was like, I don't know what that feels like or that means. Yeah. But then, like, now, like, I mean, I, I, I get teary just thinking about my son. Like, this morning, he cried because he, like, spilled his his granola and, like, milk whenever when he was, like, embarrassed and upset with himself for spilling. And, like, my heart, like, broke from him. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's not a big deal. It's just milk. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to clean it up. But, like, I, like, almost burst into tears with him because I was, yeah. like, so sad that he was so sad. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's all that about? And I was like, mm. that's the product of your heart living outside your body. Like, you cannot control 
that love. And is it also like a little bit of like, I wish mm -hmm. I knew how to heal you, to keep you from this feeling. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, it's not possible. It's not you know possible. what I mean? Like, and you know what it feels like to want to take pain away from someone that you love. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but it's different with a kid. It's like mm. so different. It's a different level that I didn't realize was achievable mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. in a great way. And it like really does change you chemically. Like, mm. I mean, I being a parent, just I'm a, I'm a different person. Really? Priorities are obviously completely different. Like, okay, that was going to be my next question. Mm -hmm. Has life changed you? Like, because that's the next thing I wonder. I'm like, how much of my life Mm -hmm. Like in real time, real like stakes, yeah. is it going to change? Right, I mean, right, right, like, right. and like, am I going to be okay with that also, by the way? And you have to be. It's not like there's like receipt. I can return. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, I'm still learning how to navigate all this. And I had some really great conversations with other actors who are parents, mostly, mostly women, uh, um, uh, not so many dads, a few dads, but mostly mothers who are like, you know, reassuring me that doing the thing that we love doing and going away and doing that is setting such a great example to our kids to, mm -hmm. to be able to, you have to do the things that make you happy. Yes. Um, so that was something that, that was actually really freeing for me. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hello. How, How are you? Doing? Good. Hi. Hello, hello. My name is Sonia and I'll be taking care of you guys today. Hi, Thank you, Sonia. Sonia. My pleasure. I'm ready for some uh, drinks. Mocktails. Oh, in the back. Yes. I'm getting into that refresher. Refresher. Please. Excellent. Yes. Ooh, that it's does very sound good. Refreshing. You know what? I'm going to do the same. I was eyeing a pressed juice, but that sounds very good. Yeah. Sparkling water, cucumber, lemon, lime, ginger. Okay. Yes. Doesn't that sound like everything? Mm -hmm. Refreshing. <laughs> yes. So we get two refreshers. And yes, please. And any appetizers you would like me to place in for you too? I, I hear you're eating plant-based. You're doing plant-based right now. Well, I'm not. This child has forced it on me. Let's really, let's be honest. This menu is being dictated to me already. This child is running yeah, my life. Yeah, like, that's yeah. already where we are. Um, what would you, like, guide Uzo to if she's looking for plant-based stuff? Hummus. Okay. Ooh. Hummus, yes. Uh, I could do a hummus situation. Hummus, mm -hmm. and then it comes with some uh, pita bread, but then we can do some crudités, some vegetables, raw vegetables on the side as well. I know what I want. I think I'm gonna get the Thai, the Thai, Thai town salad salmon. Yeah, let's do the hummus with some veggies. Yeah, wonderful. Great. Beautiful. So we're gonna start with hummus and crudite, and then a craft salad for you, and the Thai town salmon for you. Thank some you. Some refreshers. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Right Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. My pleasure. Um, what were you saying about this being able to be? But uh, having. You take a backseat to your career in a way, mm. in a way that acting is really good because you have to be really critical about the stuff that comes to you. I mean, before I had kids, like I was in a position and you were as well, like we can kind of like do whatever we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they're scheduling things and like we might have to like say no to certain things, but like if the opportunity was there, let's, let's go. But now it's like, you have to really look at like, do I want to bring my family with me to this place? Mm -hmm. And is it going to take me away from my kids? I, you know, when I was doing Take Me Out, Sullivan was born and mm -hmm. I, I decided to, to do it, but I was away from him for basically the first three months and it was really hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy I did it, but coming back and like trying to get onto this like moving train yeah, that was yeah, at home, yeah. like that, you know, Justin had a system that was in place and I was like, where do I fit into this? Right, right. It was really complicated and it took me a long time and it, it was very emotional for me to to have to like miss so much of that first part. I'm, and I am glad I did it. It was a very meaningful experience, 
But that sacrifice and that just those few weeks of where I felt like I was like all elbows and knees and just like Mm -hmm. doing the wrong thing at all times. I didn't know what to do. Like Mm -hmm. that was taxing on me too. A thousand percent. That's something that worries me. Like I've just like been thinking, I'm like, okay, I had such an amazing mom. I don't want to be less of a parent than like what I was given as parents. Mm -hmm. But then I had to remind myself, I was like, hold the phone a second, Uzo. Like, you remember mom being, like, right there and, like, always there for you. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is my mom had, like, 90 jobs. Like, mm-hmm. she worked a lot. And she wasn't at every game. She wasn't at every rehearsal. But, like, what I really remember and, like, hold on to is, like, she was there for the stuff that counted. Yes. You know what I mean? And like She could put aside what she was doing and focus. Yes! And, like, showed up, like, I, don't, I mean, we had no business calling her work as often as we were as children, <laughs> like we, but we were, like, calling constantly, and she would, like, answer the phone and, like, very quickly deduce, like, this is not important. You're calling me about Nintendo, but, right. like, if I'm calling for something real, right. she's like, I'm here. What is it? Like, yeah. stopped everything. And that kind of has given me a little bit of, like, relief of, like, y- there are going to be probably moments where, like you said, like, it's, like, you're going to kind of have to get off at this stop on the train and it's going to feel like a wild ride, like hanging on by the back, getting back on it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, as long as your intention is super clear, God willing, they're going to understand like you are their top priority. The second thing I'll say to that about the parenting, like it took me a minute to sort of buckle up and like get into this. And it was actually when I was doing Mrs. America a couple years ago, almost Every woman on that show was a parent. I remember I kept asking all of them from like Margo to Tracy, Kate, like Liz. I was like, how do you do it? And like, they were like, you just do it, Uzo. And here were these like women who I so admired, who had these gigantic careers and they were managing it and just were like, you just do it. Mm -hmm. You just figure it out. And this gave me some peace. And that like started to like, peek open like my heart a little bit more to something that I really wanted but was just like scared yeah I think that there's such comfort in knowing that you're gonna make your own rules and they're gonna be the right rules for you Mm -hmm. and that there is no right way to do I mean I remember Justin and I having like Grand proclamations like ba ba da da ba 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 hear ye, hear ye. We will not be using iPads or tablets, and we are this baby is going to fit into our lives, and we're going to have our careers, and you know yeah, that's just yeah, gonna be the yeah, way it is. Yeah. And everyone was like, "That's cute. You all right? You'll, it's gonna be what it is." Yes, yeah. And it is. Yes. That's exactly right. It, it becomes this thing that you figure out. Yes. You mentioned um, your mom. I know she passed away two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank I know you. that you guys were very very close. Thank you. And you're so you're close with your father still, yes. Well, my father also passed. Away. Oh, I did not yeah, know that. No, I, I don't. So sorry. No, that's okay. My, he passed eight months after my mom passed oh, I'm away. So it's sorry. like such a whirlwind season of my life. But listen, they're like two. I like don't even want to. The hormones. I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, that's a that's that's hard. Yeah, it's a lot, you know. But um, these are two people who sacrificed their entire lives, worlds, you know, like coming to this country to create life for myself, my siblings, and really hardworking people who gave the powerful example of like what this American experiment can become, you know, if you like really 
grind down, work hard, and are willing to dream it for yourself. Your parents were immigrants from Nigeria. From Nigeria, both of them. And my mom especially, you know, like, I was very, very close to her. And, like, she was just such a powerhouse of a woman, you know? Like, I've never met a person who didn't like her. You know what I mean? Maybe save, like, the grocery attendant when she comes with, like, 90 rain checks. But, like, everybody, you know, like, loved that woman. She was just, like, such a hilarious, spunky, you know, fun, smart, loving, fair woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and wise, just like so incredible. And you, and believer. And I every- forget which, I, I read something or maybe I listened to a podcast or something you, you did talking about your, your mom's memorial service and how, first of all, the church itself was completely full. <laughs> and then there was people outside, an overflow of people. Like that's just how loved she was. The love. I remember at her service, these two women came up to us who none of us have ever met before. Thank you. Thank you, you very, very much. Welcome. Appreciate. Mmm. Good. Refreshing. That is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> um, these, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. These two women. Oh, yes, it is. Good, right? Very. Two women we'd never met before came up to my siblings and I, and they were like, hi, we wanted to introduce ourselves. One lived in uh, Delaware, the other lived in Maryland. And they're like, we came up because we just had to come when we heard Miss Nanya. Anyoku is how we knew her, her mother's maiden name. They're like, she was our primary school teacher back in Nigeria. Wow. And they're like, we've not seen her since the 70s. She was like, she was our favorite teacher. She impacted our life and made us believe we could do anything. The, both of these women are now like doctors. Like one's a radiologist, one, I don't remember what the other one does. They're like, we came to America knowing we could do anything because Ms. Naya, she, Ms. Naya, she just kept telling us we could be anything. And I was like, my goodness, like the impact of a life, first of all, is like the takeaway there. But then like the impact of this life I know how she's impacted me. I'm so proud to be her daughter. Yeah. Like, I'm just real, and I'm both of my parents. I'm really proud that that blood runs in my veins, yeah. you know? I can only imagine that knowing how much she affected you, what an incredible place to, like, draw inspiration from to say, I, I hope that I can not only be that person to the world, but also, like, I get to be that person to this child. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, the greatest gift, especially, like, you know, it's not easy when, like, you're bringing life into the world. I don't know, you know, for people out there, you know, like, who have the experience of being, like, a parentless child and you know you're now going to be a parent yourself and you're having the experience You're kind of the next generation. The next generation and you have these moments when you're feeling this life grow or learning that life is coming to you. Like, wow, I wish my mom was here so I could ask her about this. Yeah. Or like, you know, things, moments when I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I worry sometimes in a greater scope, like, well, what else do I, don't I know? And she's not here, you know, to help me. And what if I mess this up? Because, you know, like, there's no mm-hmm. one to call. And when I get weepy and, like, scared about that, mm-hmm. I then, like, have to remind myself, I'm like, she has equipped you because you love her so much. Maybe she left you, like, a map somewhere on your heart, you know, yeah. to, like, kind of get through it. You know what I mean? So, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I kind of ask this for myself because, I mean, we're at that age 
obviously, we're, we're starting to lose our parents. I mean, you sort of spoke on it a little bit, but like, do you feel like a different person? A hundred percent. I didn't know how much more growing up I had to do until I lost my parents. Mm. I think I really thought of myself as quite well grown up. Wow, yeah. And sort of fully reconciled in my adulthood. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that there was as much room above me mm-hmm. that my parents occupied until they were gone. Wow. Because now there's no one above me. Right. You know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now for a quick break, but don't go away. When we come back, I'll talk to Uzo about growing up in the very white suburbs of Boston and how an episode of Family Matters forced a candid conversation with her mom about race. Okay, be right back. And we're back with more Dinners on Me. Salad for you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. It looks great. No, this is gorgeous. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Perfect. Enjoy. Thank you. Talk to me a bit about growing up in the Boston area Mm. as a Nigerian family. So my parents had been in New Jersey, New Jersey, New York, and then my father got a job in Massachusetts. And so they moved to this town called Newton, just outside of Boston, mm-hmm. for a while. And then it was a schooling, which brought us to my hometown. Right. So they were like, we can either pay for private school, too expensive, or we can move further out and be in an area with, like, good, a good public, public school. school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they did. And my hometown, it was like 8,000 people. Right. That's small. Six stoplights in the whole town. Mm-hmm. My graduating class was 121 people. So small, mm-hmm. and it was happy to be small. Let me put it that way. It yeah. was a, it's a, a section of Massachusetts, Greater Boston, that's like very glad to be closed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Let's say it that way. Okay. And had not seen a lot of black people in it. Certainly not any immigrant families or few. I think there were just ourselves and one other family that were. African immigrants when I was growing up in the town. It was tough on me, but the truth of the matter is, like, I speak of my older brother and sister, my older brother in particular, who's the oldest. They took some really serious blows and bullets that protected myself and my younger sister and brother. If I can describe it as, like, they experienced, like, more confrontational, overt, regular racism along with my parents, whereas like I and my siblings experienced more like microaggressions, more like a bit more covert systems of, you know. So how how did your parents and, and maybe your mom specifically talk to you about racism as she was sort of learning what it meant to be black in America? I remember one time I was watching Family Matters. Yeah, Family Matters. Uh-huh. Urkel, sure. Yeah, Urkel. <laughs> as, did I do yeah, that? Steve Urkel or Stefan Urkel, depending on the episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. And there was an episode where Laura was running for, like, maybe, like, class president or mm-hmm. student, something like this. She was running for something. She's like, I'm going to run no matter what. And she slams her locker shut, and the N-word 
has been spray painted on the front of her locker. And I had no idea this like little Uzo. I didn't know that word. But I remember the, you know, live studio audience reaction, like, oh no, you know what I mean? And I was like, what does that mean? And I remember going to my mom in the bedroom and being like, mommy? She's like, yes, my dear. It's also how she says, no names. <laughs> yes, my dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, what does N-I-G-G-E-R mean? And her head whipped around and was like, the world stopped. And she's like, where did you hear that word? And I remember I she's was- She's probably relieved when she heard family members, <laughs> my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> yeah. yes. And I was like, afraid suddenly. I remember feeling really scared, almost like I said the F word or something, right. you know what I mean? And I was like, no one said it to me. She's like, so where, where are you asking about it? I was like, I just saw it on TV. She's like, where? And I was like, I saw it on Family Matters, explained to her the context, and she was like, that word is a very bad word. It's a word that people use to be offensive and insulting and hurtful to black people. She's like, if ever you hear that word said to somebody, you tell me. And if ever anybody says that word to you, you come and find me immediately. Yeah. And show me who that person was that said that to you. And I was like, what are you gonna do? And she said, I'll deal with it. And I was yeah. like, that person's gonna get in real trouble. And I was like, okay. That word is a horrible word. And, you know, little did I know two years later, three years later about, I wouldn't counter it, you mm -hmm, know? And mm -hmm. I can tell you it wasn't uh, the prettiest of scenes. Yeah. When I told yeah. my mom, you know? But I think more than anything, my mom did a lot of like, I don't know what the language would be. I would almost call it like protective work. She made this real insistence of like, really conditioning us to understand that anything is possible. What was it like discovering the arts and how did your parents support that? And how did they feel about you doing that? They were cool with it. You know, I thought I was going to be a lawyer for a really long time. And I oh, think, is that so? Yes. Oh. But as soon as I switched into wanting to do the arts, they were really supportive. They were clear that whatever you do, as our children, you must do your best at it. You know, they, I think we're less focused on the occupation right. and more focused on the determination. I mean, if you're studying to be a lawyer, you know, you do well on your tests and you study and, but if you're studying to be an artist or an actor, it's like, you can do as much as you can do, but really the opportunities are not in our hands. Mm -mm. You know, that, that, that's someone else is deciding whether or not we're going to be successful in that career. Correct. But they were also very much so like, this is something that's beyond your control in terms of like the hire. But what you can't do is show up to this audition unprepared. If you were going to study for that LSAT. Yeah you're going to study for that audition with the same right. energy. Um, <laughs> what, what age were you when you were kind of interested in, was it I started late in, 90s? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like my junior year of college. So it's like 98, 99, mm. you know. Oh, excuse me, not college, me. high school, excuse me, high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High school. I, I had been doing it in my like drama club, you know what I mean, at my school. But it wasn't until my creative writing teacher, she was also our director, you know, for the drama club. Mm -hmm. And she got me after class one day 
And she's like, um, have you given any thought to what you're doing next year? You know, school applications, what you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about applying to here, 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 and here. She was like, um, have you ever any thought to going to art school? And I was like, no. And she was like, because you show a real love for it. And I think it's something you could maybe do with your life. And I just like, no, Jesse. like I was just like, I had to have been staring at her, like Charlie Brown, like the teachers are like, wah, wah, yeah, Like I was just like, what? are you saying, like, making... Well, it's just such the opposite of what, like, what, most times when you want to go into the arts, people are like, are, well, are you, what's your backup plan? Yeah. Like, she was actually discouraging the backup plan, <laughs> saying, no, do the thing or the other thing. Do this other thing. And all those... Yeah, correct. But when she said it, I remember, like, a lightning bolt coming down on me, and I was like, that's what I'm supposed to yes. do with my life. Like, it was like, it all came together in my mind, like... That is what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. But it had never entered my mind because there was no... You didn't know the possibility was there. Possibility. And, like, that's why I love teachers so much. I'm close to so many of the teachers I came up with in my, you know, hometown. And my mother, you know, again, mm-hmm. she was a teacher for a long time in her Changed early days. lives that came to her service. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, I'm very clear that my journey is not my own. That it's like a lot of... People have stepped in to, like, help me go this way when I was, like, maybe just going that way or, you know, being, like, a quick nudge, you know what I mean? And I feel like those lessons, those impacts, it's, like, in me now that it's, like, God willing, I'm going to be able to be of service in that way to my own, you know, child to, like, help them navigate their own life. But it's, like, yeah, I really did not know. Do you remember the first time we met? I remember the first time we met. Tell me the first time we met. We were seeing a trip to Bountiful. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, with, yes, yes. With uh, Vanessa Ty- Williams uh-huh. and Cicely Tyson, mm-hmm. um, Blair Underwood, yes. Condola Rashad. And you introduced yourself to me in the lobby. And I remember. I don't even know if you'd started Orange is the New Black at that point. But I am sort of fascinated by, like, this kind of slow unfolding of, like, this career for you. Like, first of all, discovering that it can be a thing that you could do. Then having success in New York theater. Mm -hmm. And then, like, what was it like kind of going from that into this career on television? Which is completely, if anyone who who has been doing only theater and then done TV, it's like, it it is really a 180. I mean, you're still acting, but, like, the art form itself is completely different. Completely different. You know, there's no immediate feedback, you know what I mean? Which is, like... Something that I didn't even know that I had grown so used to, in a way, like, of the information that the audience is, like, helping me. In the room, even. Like, you know, in the rehearsal room is, like, giving you information. Rehearsal is giving you information that you just don't get, you know, on a set. That being said, like, A, two truths. Number one. When we were doing Orange, I really found that I'm, like, really attracted to story because I was so scared of it when I first got the job and we first started because I was like, I've never done this before. Like, what if they find out that I've never, they can tell that yeah, I've never yeah, done yeah, this yeah, <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I was like, am I going to do well with no rehearsal? Yeah. Like, you know, and no, like it's just me in my apartment at the time working on Crazy Eyes. Yeah. Like, is that enough? Like, I don't know, you know? And I liked the sort of like, 
spontaneity of it. You just kind of got to go with go it. Go gut instincts. Go, exactly. Um, when I've told Leah Delary this story, mm. this our, so Leah Delary was on Orange is the Black with you and is one of my <laughs> oldest friends. Yes. Um, but I remember when she got Orange is the New Black, she was telling me about it. <laughs> And she's like, you know, it's on Netflix. And this is, I had already been doing, Modern Family had just kind of started, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I got this show called Orange is the New Black. It's on Netflix. And streaming was not a thing. No. You all were like, it was House of Cards and um, Orange is the New Black were the two shows that like started Netflix. Yeah. But that was it. Yes. I remember, <laughs> I told Leah, like in my head when she told me I'm doing this thing for Netflix, I was like, oh, honey. <laughs> Oh, God, jeez. Like, all right. Good luck. Good luck, jeez. What's it called? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for it. And then, of course, it became this cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Now for a quick break, but don't go away. When we come back, Uzo tells me more about Orange is the New Black and having no idea it would become as huge as it did. Okay, be right back. And we're back with more Dinners on Me. What was it like to not only be starting off doing television, but then be doing it on this, like, platform that no one kind of knew the rules of? Binging was, like, a a new thing. Like, you didn't just, like, shoot a season of television and then, like, hand it all over to the consumers at one time. But that's what you did. Yeah. It was so foreign, you know? Like, especially, like, early days, because it's, like... Just as you said, there was nothing else there. When we were shooting the show, House of Cards hadn't even come out yet. So, like, I would tell my friends, I was like, like, I think it's a web series. Like, I I don't know. I was like, and they're like, well, web series. And I was like, yeah. I was like, and I guess Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright are doing a web series, too, because they're also on, you know, and then, like. That's how I would have described it. Yeah, yeah, it was like, it's on the internet. I don't know. I guess they're going to put it on YouTube. Like, that was literally my thinking. And then I saw, like, House of Cards, and I was like, okay, so it's going to come on TV like this, but, like... But you have to buy an app. Yeah, exactly. So So foreign. And the idea, like you said, of, like, it all just coming out at once, it was so crazy. So the show came out on a Friday. Um, All of it. All of it. And I remember we were going bowling as a cast... I don't know, like walking from one of our producer's house mm-hmm. to the bowling alley it's in the summer. And I had my hair because I used to wear my hair like that. Like sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you think I should take my hair out of these knots? Like, is it too recognizable? Because we had started to see like our Twitter followers like uh-huh. skyrocket and jump up and things like this. And everybody was like, no, it's totally fine. Like, it's like, it's fine. I was like, okay, yeah, great. Okay, cool. You're right. I'm being silly. And so like, we walk out, we made it at Jesse, like half a block. And these two like frat guys (laughs) were like, you crazy eyes from like across the street. And I was like, these knots are coming out right now. I was like, I took them out. And I never wore, I've never worn my hair like that again. Not a day. Yeah, I can imagine. Not a day. Well, now, I mean, you're, you're past the point of no return. People know who you are. <laughs> but it's like, we've been doing this for months at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, walking around the city. We didn't think anything about it. And then all of a sudden, like, we were, like, surrounded by all yeah. these people. And you know, I mean, you were on a huge show, too. Modern Family, that's, like, Yeah, massive. it was big, but it also didn't, like, we did... The thing that, that always blows my mind with, with these streaming shows is, like, you, you just... You hand it all over at the same time. Like, and so... 
where, where with Modern Family, like, you know, people were slow to f- kind of discover it. I just feel like with Orange is the New Black, overnight, everyone was talking about it. And, like, the whole season was available. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so big in a way that I can't remember ever feeling like another show had been that big before. So immediately. Yeah, I it, think. Things grow to that height. But, like, sure. it was just big immediately. That feeding frenzy, I guess, I would say, existed because at the time of our show, there there really were, like, rare spaces to find so many different types of women, women telling these types of stories, women without apology, you know, just like out front, down center, balls out, you yeah. know, like confronting complicated and complex characters, yeah. which was great, but it was like great to see. It was another level though. I mean, there was, you had women of all colors, all ages, um, in a prison, identities. which is which is yeah, identities. Um, you had a, a trans woman playing a trans woman. It felt very revolutionary and very yeah. untapped in a way that I think just it, it hit at just such a the right time. Also, the show itself was sort of uncategorizable, <laughs> and I even know like when it was time for Emmys, like people were like, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? And like you actually, the show end up flipping categories at one point. I think, is am I right that you're the only actress to have won for a comedy and a drama for the same character? Myself and Mr. Ed Asner. Wow. That's the little trivia that that I can offer to the room. Really, really amazing. Wow. But it's this, I mean, and I wish I could take credit for that. You know, Genji... And her team of writers, like, she had an amazing group of people who have, like, all gone on to be amazing directors and writers in other ways. Um, She saw the space as freedom Mm -hmm. and, like, took it and ran with it and was like, oh, you're going to let me do what I want? And I'm just going to write a show tonally that's whatever I want it to be. That's totally revolutionary because (laughs) normally, like, a studio, and granted, I don't know if Netflix was technically a studio at that point. I guess it was. But, like, in, normally I say like, it has to be categorized as a thing. It's either this or that. And it wasn't either one of those things. Mm-hmm. And it had funny moments and it had incredibly difficult moments. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that show specifically really set the stage and opened the door for so many other storytellers mm-hmm. um, to do whatever they wanted to do and just tell the stories they wanted to tell and not worry so much about what the network is expecting from them. It was just such an exciting time. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Oh, orange. <laughs> oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> that old chestnut. I know. And then, like, you you uh, obviously then went on to do another big ensemble show with Mrs. America. Yes. Playing Shirley Chisholm. What was it like, first of all, being with that, another ensemble of badass women and playing someone that is so, like, important to our history as Americans? Oh, it was amazing. It was funny because right before I got that job, we were getting ready to finish Orange, and I had been so sad about it. And I was like, oh, like, I want to really enjoy this year. And, like, I'm never—and I kept saying to myself, I was like, Uzo, make sure you enjoy every day because this is never going to happen again. You're never going to be on a show (laughs) or on a project with predominantly women who you respect— (laughs) 
in a story that is, has something interesting to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> you basically like, wished another one into like, the universe. I was like, it's never going to happen again. Boom. Like, Next job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, well, or it's going to happen like in four months. So it was yeah. like, awesome. And I mean that in the true sense of that word, in that all of these women who had these, like I said, like titans in this industry who I respect for their craft. They were like so fierce, so strong, like so unique, and who had been fierce and fire for years. That I was just like deliciously swimming in like the energy of the room. And then it was inspiring also because Kate Blanchett, who I love and have loved for years, Same. well before, who would have every right and every permission at this stage in her career to take a smoke break if she wants to and just like phone it in, would like come so ready. You know why? Theater people. <laughs> yes. She's a theater person. Yes. She's a theater exact, actress. Correct. Every table read, she was like pretty much off book. Like of already. She was like already pretty much off I book. I expect nothing less from Kate. At all. <laughs> Come on. At all. Stayed hours afterwards yeah. to work on the material after she's wrapped. Mind you, she's number one yeah. on the call sheet. And that just like taught me like to the discipline of it, mm-hmm. you know, like of that level. That work is not by accident is yeah. what I was like. It's not by accident because she works really hard at it. But I was like most in love with, I was like, these women still love it. And we'd rehearse and be like, oh, well, Margo, let's I mean, work on again, another theater, theater person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd rehearse the scenes and be like, well, let's try and do it. Let's hear it this way. Like, let's get there early so we can like make sure we like work, the, you know? And I was like, I just loved that. You've done so many different types of parts, but one of my favorites will always and forever be seeing you on Broadway in Clyde's. <laughs> uh, you're so fantastic in that. Talk to me a little bit about working with the great Lynn Nottage, who is a brilliant playwright, for those who don't know, the only woman and woman of color to win two Pulitzer Prizes. Correct. Fantastic playwright, and Uzo was spectacular. And her play that actually ran right before Take Me Out started. Yes, which yeah. I got to see. Okay, wait, before I jump yeah, into yeah, that, yeah. I got to see that. And Tony, well-deserved. Thank Jesse, you. Well, Tony for, nomination, for the, well-deserved thank for you. Thank you, yes. sir. <laughs> but I saw, I knew, I knew as I was watching and you were giving that speech, I was like, this is going to go to Jesse. Like, oh, that is, that second sweet. act monologue, I yes. was like, it's, which it's is a bear. A gift. And, but you did it so beautifully, which was a bear. I was like, yes, this is. (laughs) You were so sweet. I was like, this is not small, not easy, heavy lift, and he's done it quite well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, It was great, you know, like, (laughs) to be honest with you, like, when I got the phone call from my agent, I was like, oh, we have this play, come in, it's in your inbox, Um, check it out. And I looked at it, and we're on the phone, like, and I'm looking at my inbox as we're talking, and I see, like, a new play by Lynn Nottage, and mm-hmm. I was like, Ben, I have to tell you, I'm like, the answer is yeah, yes. Already, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like I'll sure. read it just to say I've read it. Right. But I'm, the answer is, go, she's my favorite, and I'm not saying that for yeah. the purposes of, like, now having that. I was like, this is my favorite. She wrote my favorite Had you play. ever met her before? I'd never met her before. And your favorite play Ruined. Is? I was like, I saw Ruined four times. The answer will be yes. And then I see, as I'm scrolling, directed by Kate Wariski, who did Ruined as well. Yes, and Sweat. And yeah. Sweat, exactly. I could be playing a fly on the wall, <laughs> and I'll be glad to have done it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was really excited. I was very nervous. 
I hadn't done a Broadway play in 10 years at that point. Well, and you hadn't done one since you, you know, had sort of gotten Correct. famous. Until I started on t- yeah, until working on television. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't, which is a different animal. I don't know if you felt that way. Absolutely. I, after Modern Family, my first time back on stage, there's something that precedes you on stage. Correct. Um, before you even make your entrance, people are expecting something. Yes. And there's also that that very difficult task of having to crawl out from the thing that people most know you for. It's very complicated. Uh, a thousand percent. That allowance that everyone else who is maybe not on a current show is given, mm-hmm. it's... It's a, like you said, it's a it's a tough dig back, and um, you know these are champagne problems. One hundred percent, yeah. But it's like it's also a challenge for sure to also do. I was nervous about all of that. I was it, the idea of like arms folded in the seats with mm-hmm. critique and judgment that mm-hmm. I have never asked for, yes, or willed or wanted. Um, and at that time, also face masks. Was, you can oh tell people gosh. are smiling or not. Do you remember? Yes. We, Going to get tested. Yeah. We had to get tested for every performance. And you look out in the audience and everyone has their face. You can't even tell people are laughing. You can hear laughter. Yes, yes. You can't see people smiling or enjoying no. themselves. At just all. Just eyes. Uh, just eyes. Just beady little eyes. Just eyes. <laughs> for us, we weren't doing a lot of like post-show hangout even because no. you had, there was no, no glass house. There nope. was no bar central. You know no, what I mean? The thing like, that like is so fun about being in a play is the, you know, the social aspect after the show. After the show, everybody comes to me. No, yeah, there was we not We weren't doing any of that. And it's like, it I think that's, different. but um, also kind of like a real privilege at the same time to be a part of like that class You were also back. part of the one show, the first shows, but yeah, yeah, the first shows back after COVID, welcoming yes. Broadway back and reopening Broadway. Yes, that's a, a special season, deal. I think. I don't know if you felt about spe- it, but I it did. felt like a special season. But more so for the, the, the shows that opened in the fall that really oh, started uh, up. yes. The season again. We were in the spring, so people had been you, things have been sort of figured out by that point as sure. far as testing and like what it meant for the audiences to come see the show. And we we sort of followed in your footsteps. But I really the the first shows that opened up that Broadway season were. I mean, I feel like you all are heroes, truly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. We did our best, and we were, like, navigating. Audiences were navigating. I remember, like, our early applause audience, like, when we would do Curtain. You know, like, sometimes people would be crying. I would say to my castmates, I was like, I don't even think this is for us, to be honest with you. I was like, I don't. In some ways it wasn't. It was just about being back in the theater. Correct. Correct. I was like, I'm not sure this is in response to what we just did for this hour 30. I think this is in response of community, creating a space for community. Yeah. And that's when you realize just, like, how much the theater means, you know, and means I, to yeah. people. Yeah, and I do think a lot of the, peop- the the actors that were part of that season coming back after COVID were, tr- were like, the not to say that it was only us, but, like, the, the artists that really, truly loved Broadway and had to do it and had to be a part of that season. And if we're given the opportunity, we're not going to say no. Yes. Um, you know, so it was it was a very special season, absolutely. Do you think um, you would more theater is something you'd like to do or want to do? Or for sure, I will say that's the one thing with kids. That's the hard one. Really, it's not. It's, it's easier the, when they're the rehearsal. 
it asks a lot of the family. It's easier when the kids are so young and they, they don't really don't remember. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, Sullivan was born while I was doing Take Me Out. And like I had such guilt being away from him. And everyone's like, well, he won't remember you being gone. But it does ask a lot of like, you know, it asks a lot of your spouse. It asks a lot of, of your family members because you're, you're gone for rehearsals. And then, you know, the evenings are not yours any longer. And you know how it is when you're doing a show. It's mm-hmm. like you kind of think about it all day. Like yeah. your, your mental yeah. capacity is really wrapped around that show um so yeah it's it's definitely hard but i want to do it again i hear what you're saying like i think this is true for like all work you know in general moving forward but like for sure with the theater it's like you're giving you're living two lives you know what i mean especially if you're like i mean if you're in a musical it's like sometimes you're like not even talking during the day i know yeah um it would have to be something that is like i just an itch i can't yeah. Not scratch, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that level of importance. And, you know, and I would do it. I would do it. I have this thing. I don't know. You you said something earlier where it's like, well, kids will show up and tell you what's actually going to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, like what's yeah, really yeah, yeah. on the menu. Yeah. Um, but I have this thing that I say, I'm like, when I leave here, when it's time for me to like pack up and go. I really, really pray that my family said, like, she loved it. Like, she really enjoyed life, you know? And, like, I want to be that example. You know, parents teach you, like, lots of positive and, like, negative, can teach you negative things you want to do and things you don't want to do. You know what I mean? As an adult and growing up. One thing I knew I wanted to do was, like, I want to put the heat on for as long as I want, you know, like, because we mm-hmm. had to regulate the heat when yeah, I was like, yeah. when I grow up, I'm going to put it on whenever I feel like, as yeah. high as I like, you know. Yeah. Now I have common sense. <laughs> but, it's like, but that's what I, like, thought. That was from a, being an adult next yeah. year. Being able to turn on the heat when you want to turn on <laughs> yeah, the heat. Yeah, okay, turn on the heat, not that. put on a sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, put yeah, it yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. whatever I want. Um, and, um, you know, like, I... I'm so grateful for the amount of, like, work and jobs and, like, things, sacrifices that my parents took on so that they could, like, take care of the five of us. You know, my mom in particular, like, at times working, like, like three, four jobs. And I'm like, man, she loved us so much and, like, had so many, like, little sparks of moments where she was enjoying life. I wish, like, she had more of life that was her own to enjoy. You know what I mean? Not enjoying it because she's taking pleasure in seeing us get to enjoy life. You know what I mean? And that might sound really selfish. Maybe that's what parenting is. I don't know. But it's like, I would like to be able to pass on to my kid, like, I want you to see me enjoy it. And that doesn't mean at your expense and abandonment. It means like, I want you to see life be real good to me and me really enjoy and eat it up all the time. And so I say that to say that it's like, Will I do a play tomorrow? I don't know. Will it be five years from now? I don't know. But it's like, but if it's something that's going to be joyful and make me enjoy, my sign off on my email is go and enjoy, you know? And it's like, I want to do that. And like, I want them to see me enjoy life. I think that's really important. I think that's right. I think that that's the secret to... um, I think being a great parent too is because I think that that is eventually what you're going to want for your child is for them to see that, recognize it, and hope that for themselves as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I can't think of a better way to end that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having a little dinner with me. Thank you. Yeah. That was bomb for the Wasn't record. it great? Mm-hmm. Delicious. Delicious. Yes. And very refreshing. Very refreshing. <laughs> Too refreshing. Too refreshing. <laughs> Next time on Dinners on Me, Chelsea Clinton. We'll get into what it was like growing up in the White House, how she's managed to pave her own path outside of her parents' shadow, and exciting projects she's working on to make this country a better place. And if you don't want to wait until next week to listen, you can download that episode right now by subscribing to Dinners on Me Plus. As a subscriber, you not only get access to new episodes one week early, you'll also be able to listen to them completely ad-free. Just click Try Free at the top of the Dinners on Me show page on Apple Podcasts to start your free trial today. Dinners on Me is a production of Neon Hum Media, Sony Music Entertainment, and A Kid Named Beckett Productions. It's hosted by yours truly. It's executive produced by me and Jonathan Hirsch. Our showrunner is Joanna Clay. Chloe Chobel is our associate producer. Sam Baer engineered this episode. Hans Dale Shee composed our theme music. Our head of production is Sammy Allison. Special thanks to Alexis Martinez and Justin Makita. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Join me next week. <laughs> <laughs>